eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Big news on today's podcast. Baker Mayfield traded to the Carolina Panthers. I'm Andy Baskin. He's Daryl Ryder. Daryl, we just got the news in. You tell us. What does this mean, and what do you think of the trade? I told you so. He figures. I knew you'd go down that road. (laughs) I've been telling you for months, Baker Mayfield was done with the Cleveland Browns, and the Browns were done with Baker Mayfield. He was not going to be here at the start of training camp. Uh, I would like to thank them, by the way, for doing this during my vacation. Good job (laughs) out of them. Uh, But also, even better job, the fact that they finally got this damn thing done, right? I mean, we we have been waiting since the the middle of March for them to send Baker out of here. So, uh, April, May, June, July. So, a four-month odyssey for the Carolina Panthers, right? Is that what their GM is going to say at the introductory press conference? Andy, we did our due diligence on Baker. It was a four-month odyssey for us. I don't know. Let, let's look at this trade. And you're right, it is a four-month. And I, I'm, I wonder what the Browns are going to say, too. Let, let's start here. Let's look at the trade itself. Um, you know, Baker is going to eat $3 million of this deal, although there is a report out there that he can earn back some of that money in incentives. The Browns will pay $10 million of his deal, um, and then there's a couple draft picks put in there. I mean, really, it's, there's not a whole lot to it, other than the fact it looks like the Browns are only going to pay $10 million to let him go to Carolina. The Browns got nothing for this, let's be honest. Yep, they gave him away. Hmm. They gave him away, and – Odds are the guy who replaces him is not even going to be allowed to play. How about that one? Because <laughs> the Browns open the season with the Panthers. Week one will be very, very interesting. So I, I, 
the, the Cleveland will pay ten point five million of Mayfield's salary. The Panthers will pay him about five million, and Mayfield agreeing to take the pay cut. He took a haircut. That's how bad he wanted out. How yeah. ugly was this between the Browns and Mayfield? Because as you had said, and I had said before, there was no, there was a the point of no return happened right when the deal went down when Watson said no to the Browns initially before turning around. That was it. He was done that day. Yeah, the moment they got on the plane, the moment that uh, Baker put out the thank you slash goodbye to the city of Cleveland on his social media feeds, yeah, that was the point of no return. I think that the Browns made the decision to move on from Baker early in the offseason process. Um, And uh, if they could, with the stipulation that they could find a legitimate upgrade. Otherwise, they were willing to ride this out with him, the rookie contract. I don't know that the Browns were willing to extend him at that point. But um, I, I don't like using the word ugly because I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily a fair characterization. But difference of opinion, sure. Uh, it's no secret that him and Kevin Stefanski, especially – the second half of the season started to clash. Just listen to the, the post-game press conferences, especially Baker's, and you can tell. Um, so there was friction there. Baker obviously frustrated. He's uh, on a couple of fronts. One, he's not performing uh, in a year in which he was trying to earn a contract extension, but he was also uh, playing through an injury or with an injury that was limiting his ability to play at a level that was going to earn him that contract extension. But sure, yeah, there there was friction behind the scenes. There's no question about it. Uh, go back to the Odell Beckham Jr. situation. Uh, I, I think that Baker shares, obviously, some of the blame in that. Uh, so, yeah, it just it, it is amazing how quickly everything deteriorated with the Browns, right? It went from a player to away from the AFC Championship game Series, yeah. In 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 mid January, to team doesn't make the playoffs. Odell forces his way out of town because the quarterback won't throw him the football or look in his direction. Uh, the quarterback's not getting along with the head coach, and then ultimately the team starts looking for a better quarterback. Who we were just talking about how how many hundreds of millions were going to be in his contract extension. And then, you know, they hop on the plane to try and recruit and obviously successfully recruit Deshaun Watson to waive the no-trade clause to come to the Browns for $230 million. And as I said earlier, uh, the uh, Watson, uh, probably, odds are, we'll see what Sue L. Robinson comes out with as far as uh, uh, her ruling goes in the next couple of weeks here. But odds are, right now, as we have this conversation, I don't think it's unfair to say that there's a good chance Deshaun Watson is not going to be allowed to play against Baker Mayfield. So get your popcorn ready for Jacoby Brissett versus Baker Mayfield, and the Browns are going to lose by three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I already had a quick predict, uh, which what we do on our show on Fridays where people give the score 38-10 Carolina week one. But 
Baker is going to have a career game that day. Yards. You know that, yeah. right? But he's going to throw for 400 yards. He's going to throw three touchdowns. He's going to be dancing. I don't know if he's going to like run over and hand Kevin Stefanski a football like they did to Hugh Jackson in Cincinnati. I don't know if it's going to be that extreme. But yeah, Baker's going to be on his A game uh, in week one. And as we know, historically, the Browns suck in week one. They've only won one time since 1999. They tied another one. So quick math, that's what? One, 21, and one or something like that? One, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Death taxes in the Browns start the season without winning a football game. Mm, there you go. Hey, listen, Daryl, why was Baker Mayfield on the field after week two, three, because that's the number one question I'll be asking myself about this last year that we think about with Baker Mayfield. Like, why was he on the field? And I got to tell you, I've heard every theory, even one that I don't even think I've talked about, where his being on the field was tied to his endorsement dollars and that, you know, there was endorsement stuff that, that Baker was doing that he needed to be on the field so the endorsements would run. Right. I mean, that that's like the big conspiracy theory that I always heard in the background. Now, is there any truth to that? I, I never could, you know, get an answer on that. But, I mean, we heard every reason. Why was Baker on the field after week three when we knew he was hurt? Was that because Baker wanted to be on the field? Is that because Kevin Stefanski wanted him on the field? And then you could run with other stuff with like, well, maybe the Browns were ready to move on at that point and were ready to throw him at the Wolves. I mean, that's another – again – conspiracy theory stuff here I'm not there's no 100% fact behind any of that so I just want to make sure that's out there yeah I I mean it was you know multifaceted Baker saying that he was able to play uh the medical staff saying that uh medically he was okay to play and uh the coaching staff basically saying well you're the you're the starting quarterback and if uh, the docs say you can play and you say you can play well go out there and play um and so he did, and uh, again, he was unable to play at a level that was going to earn him the good graces of everybody to get him that big contract extension that he was hoping for. And uh, also, too, the, I, I really think that the situation with Odell Beckham Jr. festered within the locker room. You go back to what was said immediately after the official deterioration of the relationship with Odell, uh, in the team after daddy did Odell a solid and, and posted that video on his son's behalf, right? Right. That, uh, quite frankly, pissed everybody off, including within the Browns building. Um, and is that why Baker wouldn't, is that why Baker wouldn't throw to him anymore? Do you think that's why? Well, I mean, no, Darryl, the, you, no, you no the video, no, the, the video was of him not throwing. No, to I him. know. And then I think that just sealed the deal after that Correct. because there were yeah, games Because afterwards. if you thought I wasn't throwing to you before and now I'm not going to. So yeah, there, it was pointless I mean, to keep Odell around because yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the bridge had been nuked between those, the, the, you know, those two guys and, and Odell, was one of the most beloved members of that locker room. And that's why after everything deteriorated that week went on, right? Every player that we asked about the Odell situation, right? Was saying, we want him back with open arms, please. Hopefully this can be repaired, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I think that that spoke volumes as to where the players viewed the fault in things falling apart, right? Right. And then the other thing you look at too is typically – 
uh, on uh, when it comes to social media because these guys love tweeting each other, posting on each other's Instagram, and you know, commenting whatever. Um, you know, when your starting quarterback goes in for surgery, typically teammates will, hey, get better soon, you know, heal up, you know, that type of a response. Uh, I don't recall a single teammate posting a word about Baker Mayfield uh, recovering from surgery on social media, and that was a little eye-opening as well. But, Daryl, um, don't you think that a lot of those guys just didn't meanwhile, want to be, But, Daryl, hang on. Those guys didn't want to be involved at that point. But, no, hang on, because meanwhile, as Odell's going through the playoffs, what are they all doing? The guy that quit on them, the guy that wanted out, right? Right. What are they doing? They're patting him on the back. Love you, Odell. So happy for you. Then he wins the Super Bowl. Couldn't happen to a better teammate. Yada yada. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I'm just I'm painting the contrasting views, right? And okay. and how the yeah, yeah, again the player that quit on him that that, that that orchestrated his way out of town, right? He is he is getting all the adulation and that there's zero resentment from players over that, right? And the, the teammate that played hurt up until the last week of the season, just uncertain. Yeah, they didn't seem to really care all that much, right? Right. Maybe a couple of the offensive linemen, but outside of that, not a lot of public love shown toward Baker Mayfield's direction. And I'm just spitting facts here. Like, the, the, it, it, it's plain as day to see. So um you know clearly there was uh, you know there were issues uh within the locker room and I think that that's part of the reason you've seen this offseason when you look at how this offseason program has been conducted Andy how much focus has been put on team bonding you know whether it's Kevin Stefanski throwing a basketball hoop out on the practice field for guys to play knockout or horse or whatever with, right? Right. To uh, going to the Cavs for a workout or taking them to Canton to the Hall of Fame or you know doing a movie night type of thing or you know Deshaun and Miles taking respective teammates on vacation and there's a lot of emphasis and focus placed on that that chemistry. And granted, yes, to be fair the COVID protocols and the inability to gather because of those protocols, part and, part and parcel to why maybe some of that cohesion wasn't there. But guess what? At the height of the pandemic, first year of the pandemic, they got along enough to win 11 games and, and make the playoffs. So it's the pandemic isn't necessarily the entire excuse as to why there wasn't much team bonding during the 2021 season because I think there was just so much friction going on behind the scenes. All right, Daryl, so we are talking about Baker Mayfield being traded to Carolina and everything else that goes along with that. And you're listening to the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please subscribe. I'll even beg you, please subscribe or give us a bunch of stars along the way. And, of course, you can always find us uh, here on the Odyssey.com app. So we appreciate you being with us. And tell your friends about us, too. By the way, we now have an Instagram account, too, at uh, game day CLE along with our Twitter account, which has the same handle at game day CLE. Let's come back. Let's talk a little bit more about the impact that Baker Mayfield had on the Browns during his short tenure with the team. Although compared to other quarterbacks, it feels kind of long. It's always game day in Cleveland. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Again, Baker Mayfield traded to the Carolina Panthers. When you look back and think about Baker Mayfield playing for the Cleveland Browns, what will you remember Daryl Ryder? Well, I'll remember him being instrumental in getting this thing at least on the train tracks, right? Uh, they Before his arrival, they could not win a game. That's not hyperbole. That is a fact. They went 0-16 the year before uh, he arrived. So um, they, they went from a franchise that just could not flat out win. Uh, I certainly will remember the Thursday night game against the New York Jets, and uh, everybody finally got to drink their victory beers that were sitting in the fridge for a couple oh, of weeks. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I'll, I certainly will remember the, uh, the, the playoff victory in which I still have the egg on my face. Cause I didn't think they had a snowball's chance in hell of winning that game, uh, without their head coach and, and multiple players because of COVID and the fact that, that they too. hadn't, yeah. Yes. I mean, the fact that they had not won in Heinz field in generations, right. Um, and they went in there and just kicked the holy, you know, what out of the Pittsburgh Steelers for four quarters. Um, and, uh, you know, Baker played well in that game and i'll always have that image of him and miles garrett after winning that game jumping in the air and you know uh you know bumping each other's backs and shoulders midair how you know how they do it i I just i'll have that image burned in my head so my recollections of baker mayfield aren't going to be nearly as negative as maybe some other people's are um i think that he deserves a tremendous amount of respect for the influence in getting this thing turned around. But look, the business of football prevails. It always does. And um, the Browns felt that they could upgrade that position, that he was a good player at the spot, but you need an elite player to reach those Super Bowl aspirations. And and obviously the Browns didn't feel that he was going to be able to get him there. I do feel like Baker Mayfield is going to be in the National Football League a long time. Uh, I, I am not going to be among those rooting against him and hoping he falls flat on his face. I wish him well. I hope he does well in Carolina. And uh, I anticipate he is going to have a, a, a long, prosperous career in the National Football League. Um, I think when I look back at Baker Mayfield, I'll think about he and I, hopefully they can keep things going in the right direction. It's all about the turn. And I, I believe that he was a big part of the turn. I thought Jarvis Landry was too. That Jarvis Landry, when he came to the Browns, brought an attitude that we just hadn't seen since 99. And that was, why don't you believe that this team can make the playoffs? Why don't you think they can win? And I think, you know, Baker... And the answer has always been because, well, they've sucked. And they've not just sucked, they've been the best at sucking. That's why. <laughs> right? True, but I also I mean... think... But, Daryl, there's also parts in there where management was set up to suck. Like they right. knew exactly yeah, but I'm just saying though, doing. like they, they, nobody made a bad situation, a bad situation worse than the Cleveland Browns for 20 years. Like that's just the way it had always been. Um, they had perfected the art of, 
you know, the the three and thirteen, four and twelve, five and eleven seasons. Um, yep. and maybe with a little six and ten or uh, seven and nine sprinkled in there, but. You know, prior to Baker's arrival, my God, they finished above 500 twice, made the playoffs once. Yeah. All right. So let me, I'm just kind of going back and thinking about what his career was. It was up, it was down, it was up, it was down. And I, I'll always wonder what it would have been like had John Dorsey picked a different head coach and not brought Freddie Kitchens in. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are things yep. along the way here that, did they set him up for success all the way through? I, I I think sometimes he was a little bit stubborn, but I like the fact that we had a quarterback with an attitude that wanted to be in Cleveland, that enjoyed playing here, that embraced the fans. It may not have always been great in the locker room from some of the stories that we've heard, or maybe things didn't mesh. I really bought in when they had that video that Jarvis had put together where they all went to Austin for, you know, camp when we were all getting – was that even before COVID I, or during COVID – and, you know, to make sure that those guys were still training and trying to get better for the next year and continuing. And I thought, wow, here we go. We've got a quarterback that's bought in. We've got wide receiving core that looks like it could be one of the best in the NFL, at least on paper. And, you know, I th- I bought in at that point. And then everything just went to garbage in the last season after he got hurt. He never should have been on the field his last season. I can't wait to see what he looks like now that he's healthy coming back to Carolina. And by the way, the trade was pending a physical. So I want to see what Baker Mayfield looks like down the road. I'm not rooting against Baker Mayfield anytime except for when he plays against the Browns. And week one is going to be very, very, very interesting. And I want to see how much the NFL hype set up, especially after we find out what happens with Deshaun Watson. Can you imagine if Judge Sue Robinson comes back with a zero suspension, which none of us believe is going to happen, but right. if you had Watson going up against Baker week one, look, you go back and the Browns' job is to upgrade at the position. We've talked about that before. They did what they needed to do. They went out and upgraded. The problem is they brought a guy with a ton of baggage along the way, and you don't yep. know if you're going to have him in the beginning. The Browns could look really, really bad if Baker Mayfield blows this team out week one. That's a little bit of my fear. But going back to Mayfield, I don't have any hard feelings against him. I'll always appreciate the fact that he was on a team that finally made it to the playoffs to win a game, and that's how I'll look at Baker Mayfield down the road. And I'm sure he's going to say something somewhere along the way that's going to aggravate Browns fans, but he's never done that. He thanked him even before uh, the Watson deal went down. 100% agree with you. Every single word. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, uh, I, again, I, I realize that there will be some that will, will don't feel that way or, uh, will have a negative view of his time here, but I, I just, I don't see it that way. And there in life, there are steps, right? And right. the Browns took positive steps in the right direction when he was here. Uh, it was a complete dysfunctional mess early on, right? He uh, had to start with Hugh Jackson, uh, then had to deal with uh, a half a season of Greg Williams, uh, then a year of uh, dysfunction with uh, Freddie Kitchens, which uh, I think stunted his growth a little bit. And then they uh, finally got a little stability by uh, hiring Kevin Stefanski, but it then was, he got hurt. Daryl, it was too much freedom with Freddie, right? That, that's yeah, and no control. Yeah, absolutely. And Kevin you had never, to reel him back in. You never, uh, 
I don't want to, I, I, I just want to say this the right way. Um, sometimes it's not good to have your friends be your boss. Yeah, How's that makes, that? that's a great way to put it. Great way to put it. And yeah. uh, that just, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, it, I, I think that he accomplished some things in spite of the organization. And I also feel like that, it, it, you know, that he could have done a little more himself. Um, and, and last year, uh, we play the ifs, buts and candy and nuts game here. Like what if after he suffered the second shoulder injury against the Arizona Cardinals, what happens if he does just say, Hey, I'm done. I got to go have the surgery now and I'm sorry, but I just, I I, I can't, I'm going to hurt the team if I go out there and play. Right. What if he did that? Would this ha- would we have gone down the path uh, that we have seen the Browns go down and and uh, you know how would that have affected his standing with the organization and and whatnot because what breeds frustration most losing and not performing to ex- expectations and uh, I I think that you know last season in- injury aside like yeah I mean they weren't winning at the level that they expected to and. Uh, the quarterback play was a big reason why. And notice I say the quarterback play and I didn't say Baker Mayfield because I think that there needs to be some delineation there that, you know, it's easy to say, well, yeah, Baker didn't deliver last year so that they moved on. Well, that, that that's part of the story. But the other part of the story is the, the guy's shoulder was being held together with a brace that was limiting his ability to play. Now he made the choice to play. The team made the choice to play him. So you, you support your decision. You suffer the consequences of your decision there, but you know, I mean, they're mitigating circumstances. And I think that that's the, the uh, most difficult thing when you're like trying to evaluate Baker Mayfield's time with the Cleveland Browns is that mitigating circumstances throughout his entire time, right? Whether it's uh, coaching, dysfunction behind the scenes, support, injury, right? I mean, there's so many mitigating circumstances in the fact that he was able to be essentially a a 500 quarterback. Um, You start the second most consecutive games in franchise history by uh, behind only Brian Sype in the late eighties and, and, uh, or I'm, I apologize in the late seventies and early eighties. Right. Um, it's, so it's, it's tough to just say that Baker was a failure or a success. Cause I just, I don't think that that's fair. I think he was a success, uh, personally. Um, but other people say he was a failure cause he didn't earn that, that second contract. Yeah. I do think that history will, We'll tell the tale on this, and let's see what happens to the Browns next. And because if for some reason the Browns could could go on some kind of gigantic run here, they may look back and go, "Well, that Baker Baker Mayfield era just it, it was okay, it was good." I think history will tell us the way we'll look back at Baker, just depending on what they do next. And we still would up in the air with Deshaun Watson, but Daryl, I do want to see how this affects the Browns, and I want to talk about that too. So, what they let him go for, the cap space they made available. And why the timing of this? We're talking about all that next. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Stick around. 
Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to and want to be a part of the show, hit us up on social media at game day CLE, both on Twitter and on Instagram. And we always appreciate you listening and if you like what you're listening to subscribe to the podcast we'll bring it right to you we make it so convenient anyway daryl we are talking about the big story and that is baker mayfield being traded although that big story could change very quickly if we get some kind of decision on deshaun watson as far as baker mayfield now he's off the roster and the one thing that the team did gain from this and it's very small was you know some cap space about eight million in cap space by making the deal. They didn't get a whole lot in this trade. They basically just took him off the roster and didn't have to cut him. What do you think the Browns do in the future here as far as quarterback is concerned? And obviously you have to look at that at different levels with Deshaun Watson. Can he play? Can he not play? Is he out for a limited amount of time? Is he in for a limited amount of time? Can we read into anything about the fact that they make this trade on July 6th and not closer to camp when maybe another team could have been really desperate for a quarterback should they lose a starting quarterback during camp? Can we read into anything? No, because, again, Baker was not playing for the Cleveland Browns this year, regardless if Deshaun Watson was suspended for one game or the entire season. I had said that repeatedly. Uh, some people didn't want to believe me. And, well, I was right and you were wrong. Um, that's number one. Number two, Carolina got him for nothing, right? They're going to pay him about $5 million, maybe some incentives in there to, to help make up a little bit of the, the, the pay cut that Baker took. Uh, the Browns are going to get about $8 million in salary cap savings, which is obviously uh, nice and uh, nice for them. But they still have to pay him over $10 million, right, for a player that's not uh, on their roster. And the cynics will say, well, the Browns are going to pay $55 million for quarterbacks that aren't playing for them this year. Again, those that don't think that Deshaun is actually going to uh, be suspended. Or, it's okay. They paid, you know. they paid more for coaches to sit out. So really. I, 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 yeah, beat me to my punchline. Thanks, ah, Andy. Sorry about yeah. that, man. You swiped that right <laughs> from me. You 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 pulled the tablecloth right from uh, under the sorry, dishes. Sorry, man. I, I do this with Jeff Thomas every I day, I was so. setting it up. I was setting it up, and you're just like, 
I am not I waiting for you. you to get to the punchline. I lucid you, Charlie Brown. I lucid you. Keep going. Yes. <laughs> that was that was my bit. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Well, they're good at paying people not to be on the team. Right? Yeah, no, nobody pays people to not work for them better than the Cleveland Browns do. Honestly, like I, I, um, I would love nothing more than to work for the Cleveland Browns because I would know that I would probably have to do half the work and get my full salary. (laughs) 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 And it's not just the Haslam's that goes all the way back to the learners. I mean, there, the true story, there was, uh, there was a time where like the Browns were paying $70 million to people not to work for them. I need that gig. <laughs> Who doesn't like, need that gig? Right? Nobody pays you not to work for them better than the Cleveland Browns. Let me tell you. All right. So when we look forward here, what do you do with it? So you got a little bit of extra cap space and I'm sure there are people. I, I, I think I'm going to go back on this. Forget about that. Let, let's go down this road. Why did they do it on July 6th? Wouldn't you, you know, why cut that deal today? That deal would have sat there for another two or three weeks. Why wouldn't you hang that and wait until you found out, unless they found out that the Deshaun Watson news isn't coming for another two weeks or, or maybe there's other news coming soon. I mean, I look, I was getting text messages this uh, last night that the, the Baker stuff was getting close and and warming up to just finally being finalized. And I look, I, I think that, they, the Browns wanted to move on as quickly as possible, and again, there was some uh, a little bit of restructure that came with the contract, and you have to get your paperwork signed, make sure that you know the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, and all that, all those type of things. Because it, look, in, until things are signed and, and whatnot, there's always a chance that uh, it can fall apart, right? Right. So um, I I don't think that there's anything special about July 6th or why the, the, it was officially consummated now as opposed to a week or two ago other than legitimately, honestly, these things take time and procedures and getting, uh, you know, fine print negotiated or in place and making sure that the Browns are good with what they're going to pay. And, look, they don't get the fifth-round pick uh, for a couple of years, too. It's not like they're getting the, the, the pick in next year's draft. They're going to have to wait a couple years for, for the pick, too. Like, they're just getting him off the roster and saving $8 million. That, that, that's basically what the Browns have been able to do uh, in this situation. And, again, let's be honest about it. Because the quarterback market was what it was – that's all. That's about the best they could do. Look, Baker, and we had talked about this, Andy, on previous podcasts. I really felt like Baker's value was a second or a third round pick at worst in a good quarterback market. But it just, it wasn't. Everybody was pretty much set. And it was down to like Seattle or Carolina, flip your coin, right? Um, and uh, the Browns and Panthers talked a lot during the draft uh, about Baker. So, Yeah, I I don't think that there's any conspiracy theory here about uh, July 6th being the day that Baker ultimately gets traded on. But um, I I will say I'm glad it's over. I'm glad we no longer have to talk about it. And I am looking forward to week one and what Baker is going to do to the Cleveland Browns. Uh Or at least try to do to the the Cleveland Browns. Anyone know the over-under game one, 400 yards? Do we know what he's going to have? Yeah, I, I don't I don't have the betting lines I, on me at I'll this be honest, point. I think our defense is way better than that. And by the way, our defense knows how to play against them. They did it. Well, and that's why I said what he's going to try and do. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the one thing I think it helps the Browns is 
Sometimes when you're trying, you actually you're hurting yourself because you're trying so hard. You're not just being natural and being yourself. And sometimes that emotion works against you. And I do think at times Baker's emotions worked against him. And hopefully that is something that is a bit of a learning lesson for him as well uh, in his growth and his maturity uh, professionally uh, as a starting quarterback. Because um, there are people I, I, I do know within the Browns building that he rubbed completely the wrong way in his four years here. Um, there are people in that building I know that aren't the least bit sad to see that he's gone, right? Right. And it and and a lot of that doesn't have much to do with football. So um, you know, hopefully Baker uh, really believes what he said at that football camp in Norman when uh, you know he said that it was a learning experience for him. Hopefully it was. I think he's a good football player. I don't think he's an elite football player, but he's a good one. And good football players make a lot of money, and they play for a long, long time. And I do think Baker Mayfield will make a lot of money in his career, and I think he's going to, as long as he stays healthy, I think he's going to play for a long, long time too. All right, last question, Daryl. Jacoby Brissett, Josh Dobbs, if that's how they start week one, are you okay with it? And do you think the Browns will finish that way? I don't think that they finish the year that way. I'm sorry, start I, start the season that way, not finish the year. Oh, uh, well, I mean, it's tough. I mean, honestly, yes. I, I don't think Deshaun Watson will be allowed to play in week one. And and I know that there's going to be some people that are going to take, uh, take offense to me saying that, but I'm just – I'm giving my honest opinion on the situation. I do think that Deshaun Watson will be disciplined in some way, shape, or form. I also believe that he will play in 2022 for the Cleveland Browns. I just I don't know how many games he will be able to play. I don't think that he's getting suspended for the full season. So uh, that's part of the reason they brought in Jacoby Brissett with the knowledge that the potential existed that Deshaun would not be available to them right away. Uh, Jacoby is a consummate professional. He has plenty of experience backing up. Uh, I believe he's appeared just off the top of my head. So don't quote me on any of this stuff or, you know, rip me because I got numbers wrong. I think he's appeared in 60 games and started 37 of them. Um, and he's around, uh, you know, his numbers are around, you know, 60% completion percentage. He's got a decent touchdown to interception ratio. He's not Deshaun Watson. And that's not me criticizing Jacoby Brissett, but. I mean, look, if he was Deshaun Watson, the Browns would would have just signed him, right? Uh, or True. the Miami Dolphins wouldn't have let him leave Miami. So um, he is a, a qualified, much like Case Keenum was for Baker Mayfield, right? A very competent, qualified backup quarterback. That's what Jacoby Brissett is for Deshaun Watson. He is a competent, qualified backup. So... I, uh, I am confident he'll be able to hold the fort down. I'm not saying that he's going to be able to carry the team to the playoffs, but uh, I think he can hold the fort down for uh, however long is required until Deshaun uh, comes back. Because, again, I don't believe that Deshaun's getting suspended for the whole year. I think he does play this year. Well, hopefully we'll have news on that by the time we do our next podcast. Thanks for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, produced by Meredith Kane. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. And as we like to do at the end, Daryl, last thought. Go. Uh, wish Baker all the best in Carolina. Uh, no hard feelings there. And if you like the podcast, leave us a review, subscribe, uh, 
Tell us we stink. Tell us we're great. We prefer to be heard to, uh, to read that we're great. Uh, leave us preferably five stars. That would be awesome. And uh, thanks to all that do subscribe and listen. We really appreciate your support. And I ditto everything he said. And I do to also wish Baker Mayfield the best of luck. And, I, you know, he took us on a good ride. Let's see what he does for the rest of his career. And, you know, let's just push forward with the Browns and see what happens next because the, this roller coaster has been uh, more fun than a weekend at Cedar Point. Well, I shouldn't say it's more fun. It's been interesting. It's been goofy. All right, never mind. I don't know if it's always been fun. But I can tell you one thing, Daryl. I am so tired of having the argument about if Baker Mayfield should show up from camp. At least that <laughs> has been answered. I, I guess my final thought should have been, I told you so. All right, turn out the lights. The party's over. That's it for this edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Thanks for listening.